Welcome to the Nonprofit Optimizer, a podcast that empowers small nonprofits with practical tips, resources, and examples so that they can do more with less, or what you already have. Hi, I'm your host, Liz Hickson, and today I want to explore the topic of volunteer thank you cards. Now, let me preface this by saying that this is just one way to thank your volunteers. Really, you should be using various avenues to communicate your appreciation to these individuals. I would actually love to hear how your organization goes about doing that. How do you thank your volunteers? Or I'd love to hear the most meaningful thank you you've ever received. And then share that with our listeners to hopefully spark some ideas. You can reach out to me on Twitter at the NP Optimizer or email me at feedback at the nonprofitoptimizer.com. So we'll be talking about a few things today. First of all, why cards? Why are we spending the time to go over this? Second, personalizing these thank you cards and why that's important. Third, we'll talk a little bit about design and your different options there. And then finally, I'd like to go over my process for creating and sending out volunteer thank you cards. So first, why cards? Well, they're inexpensive but they're tangible. So this can be done on a tight budget. Really the cost you're looking at is for stamps, an envelope, and a card that's already made or the cost of printing a card on cardstock. So it's really a lot of bang for your buck. Second, it's more personable and memorable than an email. And everyone loves getting mail that's not a bill or junk mail. And if you're going to personalize the card. And then finally, cards have the potential to be kept or displayed in a home, especially if it includes pictures or a meaningful handwritten note. So if you're going to put the time and energy to make it meaningful for that volunteer, then there's the potential for it to be a memorable keepsake. So let's move on to personalizing. Why is that important? So say you are a volunteer with a refugee program, mentoring a family as they acclimate to their new home in your city. Now, if that organization sent you a thank you card, or any form of communications for that matter, that didn't have your name on it, didn't reference the ways that you have dedicated your time, and let's say it included a stock picture of people you've never met before, would it mean much to you? I mean, you might think it's a kind gesture, but let's be honest, it would probably go in the trash, right? Now, imagine that you received a card from this organization that was addressed by hand and had a stamp placed carefully in the top right-hand corner. You open it, curious as to what it might be, excited that it's not another bill. When you pull the card out of the envelope, you're greeted by the smiling faces of a family you work with every single Tuesday afternoon, holding a sign that says, thank you. Then you open up the card to find a well thought out thank you message that explain what your time made possible that year in the life of that family and that refugee organization. And then finally, it's signed with a personal note of gratitude from the executive director. Which experience would you prefer? That's the power of personalization. So what are the different things in a volunteer thank you card? And to be honest, this can be applied to many different methods of communication in the nonprofit world. But what are those things that can be easily personalized? The first that I would suggest when it comes to volunteer thank you cards 
are pictures. What would be wonderful is a picture of that volunteer in action, a picture of the clients that they directly serve, or a picture of what their work made possible. Don't just use a picture for picture's sake. Don't use a stock photo. That's not going to be helpful. But if you have a picture that's personal and that would mean something to the volunteer, a picture's worth a thousand words. The second thing that you can personalize is their name. Their name should be included on it. It shouldn't just be general. It shouldn't just say, dear volunteer or dear valued member of our team. It should say, dear Susan, dear Jerry. So this requires that your database is up to date, that volunteer names are spelled correctly, and hopefully you even have an option to pull their informal name for such a correspondence. Third, there's all sorts of information that you can provide and include that will make it personalized. So what program does the volunteer volunteer with? What role do they serve in? Are there specific clients that they've worked with? The opportunities are endless. This part is really based on your nonprofit. The fourth thing that you can include is impact. What are the number of hours that they've invested? The years they volunteered with the organization. What about the success of the program that they volunteered with or the number of clients who have graduated from the program that they spent every Monday morning teaching in? These are all great things to include in a thank you card. And then finally, handwritten notes and signatures go a long way. Next, let's talk for just a moment about the design. Now, there's really lots of different options. It could be as simple as mailing a picture you printed and picked up from Walgreens and then writing a note on the back of the photo in Sharpie and sticking in an envelope. That is a great option. It could also be a blank thank you card with a picture inserted and a handwritten note from the program director. Another option that I personally use is printing personalized cards on cardstock with a picture on the front and text on the back. So what exactly does this look like? Well, this takes me into the final part of today's discussion. What's my process? Now, again, whenever I give examples of processes or templates or ways that I have seen things done the way I do things myself, this is really just to provide you with ideas. If you want to copy it step by step and it works for your organization, great. If you can just take the bones and the, and the structure and then rearrange for your purposes, then wonderful. My goal is really just to empower small nonprofits with tips and resources and examples so that you can do more with less. So this is my process. The first thing that I do is I pull volunteer information. So ideally, this is going to be from a formal database. Now, I am a huge fan of Bloomerang, which is what I utilize for a database. And I promise this isn't going to be the last time you hear this from me, but we'll talk more about that in another episode. But you need to pull this information from your database. Now, these are the data points that I pull for this report. I pull the account number. I always pull this field for two reasons. First of all, I then upload back what I call or what Bloomerang calls interactions into the database so I can go back and look and see who I sent a volunteer thank you card to, let's say next year or next month if I'm curious. And you have to have the account number to then upload data back into your database. And then the second reason that I do this is I use account numbers to match up pieces of mail. So 
if I'm designing a card that I'm printing in-house, for each card, I put their corresponding account number like grayed out, like in the bottom right-hand corner. And then it's also printed or written on the corresponding envelope. Because if you're doing a larger mailing, things can easily get out of sorts. And this is a great way to make sure that you're sending the right insert or the right card to the right person. And sometimes it's hard to match up because if you're using the informal name inside the letter or the card, but the envelope name, you've, you know, I'm sure that this has happened to you all before where their informal name and their formal name doesn't match up, then account numbers are an easy way to do this. So I pull the account number, I pull their informal name, I pull the envelope name, for the envelope and then the address. And then I pull the place or the program where they volunteer at. If you have other helpful or additional information in your database related to volunteering, like how many years they volunteered or any of the things that we mentioned before, then I would pull that as well. Then this list becomes my mailing list and I pull it in Excel and then I'm able to mail merge this with a Word document. So that's kind of the first step is my mailing list and pulling volunteer information. The second step is that of designing the card. Now I use a program called Canva. It is, I'll link to it in the show notes. It's a free program online that you can create um, and design graphics in. And you don't have to be a graphic designer in order to use it. It's very intuitive and friendly and a great place to start. Uh, so there's a free version. And then I'll also link in the show notes, you can also also apply for like an upgraded version for nonprofits that's free. And it's just kind of resembles a small grant application and asks you some specific questions about your mission and what you do. And I found that to be a great resource and it's free, which is always wonderful. So designing the card, I use Canva and I have a picture. So we have 14 different programs or 14 different locations where our volunteers serve. And so I gather pictures from each of those 14 locations and I use use those pictures on the front of the card. And then I pair with it a thoughtful sentence or quote, such as, thank you for being such an important part of their story, or you have believed in these students. Thank you for being a game changer for them. I'm always thinking of Tom Ahern in the background, the U test. You can look this up if you haven't heard of him before, but using the word you, we don't want to talk about our organization, what we've done. We want to talk about what the volunteer has made possible. And like I said, I create 14 different versions based on the site that the volunteer works at. So that's kind of what the front of the card looks like. And then the back of the card, and these are, you fit four to an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper. So each card ends up being 4.25 by 5.5 inches. So the back of the card is where the bulk of the text lies. Again, I'm thinking about Tom Ahern. If it would pass the U test, how many times am I saying the word? you versus I or we. Because again, we want to talk about the volunteer, not about what the nonprofit has done. And then on the back of the card is also where you add most of the personalized information. That's where their name is. You address the note to them. This is also where you can add, you know, thanks so much for spending 50 hours this year investing in this program, which has served this number of students. This is where you add all of that personalized information. So this is just my process. I hope that it sparked some ideas, gave you some guidance. 
um, as to how you could thank your volunteers through a volunteer thank you card. In the show notes, you'll find a link to the episode notes on my website where I am including templates. So these templates are based off of the thank you cards that I sent this year to the volunteers at our organization. So there's a template for you to use in Canva to design the front. And then there is a Word document template for you to use to write the notes on the back. And there's some additional instructions such as what envelopes do I buy? What kind of paper do I use? Anyways, I hope that it is a valuable resource. And if you like it, enjoy it, share it with a nonprofit colleague who you think might benefit from such a resource. And until next time, continue pursuing your nonprofit's mission with excellence. Mm -hmm.